Welcome to another episode of the Into the Woods podcast. I am your host, Ryan Woods. It is Saturday, January 28th. I'm recording this early because I'm a phony and a fraud. You know me, dude. But welcome back to another episode of the Into the Woods podcast. Buckle in. We got a lot to talk about this week. And you know I'm going to talk about it. Let's ride. Holy shit. That's called hitting the post. All you radio hacks are so pissed off right now. I crush that shit. Wow. Let's get out of here, Huey Lewis. Yeah, get the hell out of here. That's loud as shit. Woo! Every, uh... Legacy radio guy is pissed right now. Howard Stern would be in awe of what I just accomplished. Hitting the post, there's just no practice. I hadn't done that in weeks. You know me. You, you know me, dude. I just come in cold. No big deal. It's whatever to me. It's nothing. Hitting the post, that's something they teach you in radio school, in broadcasting school. Not me. Broadcasting school by fire over here. And, and right now, I got a TV that is playing one of those previews like they show at the at like a big box store, like a Best Buy even, or like the electronic section at a Target or Walmart. You get the point. And it's got like the little dolphins swimming through the ocean. The camera's clear as shit. You're like, wow, that's what it, the picture looks like, but it'll never look like that again because they touch, they touch the shit out of that. Oh, and now it just switches somewhere in Peru. I'm never going to go. There's like all these backgrounds on my computer that rotate in and out. And sometimes it's like in China. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to go to China. Where was I going with that? I have no idea, dude. But this is the End of the Woods podcast. I am your host, Ryan Woods. And we hit the post to start this one. And you know me last week. How, how, was, the, uh, how was the episode with Bobby Chacon? Did you guys like that? little FBI agent talk. And, and, and I know I got a lot of feedback. Like, oh, Ryan, you know, he was long-winded. Ryan, he was this and that. Hey, Hey, that's what you get when you have a guest on with me. Do you know why? Because I'm the human locksmith. And when people sit down and talk to me, I'm getting the words out of them. I make them feel comfortable. It's like I'm a long-lost friend. I haven't seen him in 20 years type thing. So when I sit down with Bobby Chacon and or the next person, because a lot of people said I couldn't get a guest, but I got a guest, right? 2023 is my year. Year of the rock hard Ryan, rock hard body, you know that, and year of the guests, on the End of the Woods podcast. So, you know, we'll see how things go, but we're off to a good start. I'm the human locksmith. I'm opening things up. I open people up. People feel comfortable around me. I'm sorry that when you go out and you have to stand at the, at the checkout line at Trader Joe's and the people ask you, have you had this before? I've never had this. Can you tell me how it is? I don't know, dude. It's $2.49. Go buy it for yourself. Oh, I love these. Okay, what am I supposed to do with that information? Put them back. No, you look like you have shitty taste. It is so frustrating when you're at the grocery store. Like last night, Dana and I go out to this uppity-ass grocery store, and we see this beer. It's called French Toast by Southern Tier Brewing Company. Shout out to the people at Southern Tier Brewing Company. No, they did not pay me for this, but whatever. No one ever will. Who am I to request payment for this podcast? And they... I'm, I'm checking out, you know, and she asked me for my ID. And she's like, have you ever had these? And I go, the beer? She goes, yeah. I'm like, no, I've never had it. She's like, well, can you tell me if it's good? No. 
No. You can just go buy it. It's right over there. You work here. Just go buy some. Don't make this about me. I'm not going to come back here and tell you, hey, I really like that. I know a lot of you are going to say, Ryan, that's a nice thing to do. I don't. I do not care. We do not care. I will not be doing that. Just for your information. Not that it matters. Not that anybody cares. I won't be doing that. So, hey. Sorry. Just tired of being in these weird conversations out at the grocery store when I'm just trying to buy my groceries. That God knows they're so expensive these days. Hey, Lord knows that these groceries are getting out of control. Here's the bad news. Everything's expensive. Cars that all look the same. People trying to get young. I just saw a... uh, Here, we're going to go to this. Here's an Apple News Spotlight that I got. As it opens my news. If I open the news app, is it going to blow my computer up? Probably. They're going to put the hit out on me. So evidently, the ultimate anti-aging experiment... It appears that a middle-aged multi-millionaire is going to astonishing lengths to recapture his 18-year-old body, and it just might be working. Let's read this. Can we or are we going to have to pay? Yep, we have to pay. How to be 18 years old again for only $2 million a year. Well, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not paying for it, so I'm going to look it up. Millionaire wants to be young again. Millionaire. Young again. How millionaire spends over two million in an attempt to make his body young again. Brian Johnson has spent over two million dollars in an attempt to de-age himself. This is this is the end of capitalism. The end of capitalism is millionaires trying to be young again. But who will do all their work? The 45-year-old hired a team of medical professionals to help him have the brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, tendons, Jesus, teeth, God, this goes on forever, skin, hair, bladder, penis, and rectum. Okay, now now it got really specific near the end there. The penis and the rectum of an 18-year-old? Why the rectum? Is Brian Johnson gay? I'm not, not, no shaming, but so far Johnson's team has focused on the unsurprising development, developing a diet and exercise regimen. If you eat and drink right and get regular exercise, you will improve your overall fitness. Probably more so. Okay. Johnson sticks to a 1977 calorie vegan diet, even sticks to a sleep schedule. He also takes a number of medicines and supplements, of course. His bowels and body fat are being monitored to his nocturnal erections. God, I wonder how many nocturnal erections I get, huh? It's probably got way less as I've gotten older. Ryan, you're only 25. Dude, I feel 37. Um, his, blood, his blood pressure and lung capacity are going down and up, respectively. Aims to measure all 70 organs. Who gives a fuck? Why? This is what I mean. Like, this is, like, this shit. Imagine you're your family. You know, you're just a, just a family getting beat up by inflation. Going to the store and paying $4 for eggs. Not to go all right wing on you, but you're just like, God, fuck. 
how are we going to pay the bills this week? Or you get laid off and then you go on the internet and it's, you just like take your five minutes of relaxation time and it's like millionaires spending $2 million to be young again. Once a young penis and a young rectum. Dude, my rectum's aged from all the Taco Bell I've eaten. Am I right, folks? <laughs> now that's the high level comedy you get on this podcast. I know a lot of you are like, Ryan, what are you even talking about up here? Well, I'm just giving you high level comedy, dude. Eat Taco Bell three times a week, and you're going to have the rectum of a 45-year-old man. I can speed up the aging process. 10 cigarettes, 15 Bud Lights, every Friday and Saturday night. And guess what? You'll be old. <laughs> you will die extremely young. Or marry a woman. Am I right, folks? Hey, fellas. You want to speed up the aging process? Hey, I got one for you. Some up, some old man sitting at the end of the bar listening to this guy tell him, like, dude, I want the, I want to be young. I want to be young again. He's like, hey, I got the secret to young age. And he goes, yeah, what is it, old man? That's definitely balding in the horseshoe pattern. Get divorced. <laughs> Don't get married. That'll keep you young. You get married, you age 10 years every fucking three. What's the math on that? My dick hasn't worked. It forgot how to work after I got married, you know? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So what's going on, everybody? Um, how are you? How are you? You been watching football? You been following the... Did you watch the Bills-Bangles last week? Did you see DeMar Hamlin... Dead, <laughs> but maybe body double. Now, here's my favorite thing about that conspiracy is if that was true, think about all the people that would have to be involved in that. And second, it's kind of like the moon landing being faked. Like, I mean, yeah, it could be, but think about everybody that would say it's not. But my favorite thing about the DeMar Hamlin thing being faked is that he came on, they showed him, and Jim Nance and Tony Romo, who you know, Tony Romo sucks, right? Like, Tony Romo is annoying. Here we go, Jim! It's the biggest play of the game right here! It's the third quarter. Oh, they really needed that, Jim. That keeps them in the game. There's there's a whole half of football to play. They scored a touchdown in the second quarter. It really keeps them in the game, Jim! The game goes from 14-0 to 14-7. Oh, yeah, Jim, they're really in this game now! Jim, they're back! If they didn't score there, I don't think they really would have had a chance with 45 minutes to play. Jim? Oh, I know, Tony. I know. That was a big play there. Jim, it was the biggest play. He just keeps interrupting him. Jim, it was the biggest play of the day. You're going to see right here. And he's just drawing on the screen. Hey, Jim, it's right here. He moves to his left. He moves to his right. He throws it over to him. Wow, Tony, that was great. And then they showed DeMar Hamlin. My main point here was not to rag on Tony Romo again. My main point was that they brought DeMar Hamlin on screen, and it's amazing that he's alive and well and, and all this. They called him an American hero. And no disrespect, but American hero? DeMar Hamlin? I mean, the man, all that happened was he almost died. I mean, I'm happy that he's alive, but like we moved on pretty quick. I mean... 
I'm glad he's still around, but the American hero, hero to all of us. I mean, it's not really an inspirational story. I think that the heroes in the situation would be like doctors or something. But just as in most things in the last few years, we really don't care about doctors and anything like that. But do you remember that doctor that said after DeMar Hamlin woke up and it was that Hallmark bullshit that they pulled? DeMar Hamlin woke up from his coma and he asked, did we win? And the doctor looked at him, tears streaming down his cheek and said, you won, DeMar. You won the game of life. I threw my phone across the room when I read that. I want to. I want to be honest. I, th- I just like tossed it on the ground. And I said, "I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. This bullshit anymore." You won the game of life. That's insane. <laughs> you won the game of life. Oh boy. Oh boy, Ryan. Why are you such a hater? Are you just a hater, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm just a hater. I'm just a hater of things. I'm um, just a hater of Apple products because it stopped me from talking midway through that sentence um, because it's going to blow up my computer because my disk storage is almost full because I accidentally hit the goddamn podcast app and it started downloading every podcast I've ever listened to in my whole life. Why does it do that? And then I go into the storage thing to delete something, all the podcasts you just downloaded, and it says, oh, you know, hey, you got all these messages. Do you want to keep all these attachments? You could clear up all this space. I'm like, okay, delete those. And now I'll listen to it gonna blow up it's literally gonna fly through the ceiling i'm gonna be surprised if i survive this like if if they if you lit a gas stove next to this thing right now it might blow up speaking of gas stoves did you see like here's my favorite thing about people who are fake outraged about everything all the time because they're so self-absorbed like if you put did i talk about this where if you put a where i saw this post on facebook where it said we don't care about your feelings, but in turn, that's like such a self-absorbed thought where you think we care about your feelings, about not caring about somebody's feelings. I do not care. We do not care. And my favorite thing is that they can just be outraged about everything, and there's never any actual solution. It's just about being outraged about everything. Never, Nothing ever changes, which I'm fine with. I hate change. You know that about me. And I just think I want to talk to these people that think that they actually want to take away gas stoves. Like, what is this hoopla about gas stoves? And why would I give a shit? What's the deal? I'm literally typing into Google. What's the deal with airline food with gas stoves? It's the third thing. Wait, what's going on with the gas stove, Ben? This is from Architectural Digest. Blue teardrop shaped flames. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Richard L. Trumka, Jr. of the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission revealed a Bloomberg article earlier this week that soaring concerns over pollutants emitted by these ranges could lead to a possible gas stove ban. The public, the public was instantly whipped into a frenzy over the potential loss of their comforting cooking rituals. But could such a mandate be implemented? The short answer is no. Well, there goes all that. Trumka later tweeted that regulations would not only apply to new products sweetened by the promise of that homeowners who willingly switched to electric were eligible for $840 in rebates. I might do it via the Inflation Reduction Act, which is not working out. A few days after the alarming article appeared, a barrage of commentary from irate politicians and natural gas industry bigwigs, of course. This is why it'll never happen. 
That's why it'll never happen, because these fucking people who make a bunch of money on natural gas down in Texas will never allow it. You know, if you think something is ever going to end, right? Like, the people who are afraid of net, of um, electric cars, like my dad, who just, like, always seems to fit in a conversation with me about electric cars and why he doesn't trust them or something like that. And I have a theory on electric cars. I, I want my computer to stop blowing up. But my... You just have to think about who stands to lose the most with electric cars. It's gas companies. So they'll never do it. We will not... Like, Chevron just posted record earnings of $40 billion. You think they're just going to be like, hey, Elon, go ahead and make those electric cars now, you fucking fool. Like, no one's doing that. They're not doing that. I know oil is bigger than that, but just think about the constant money we pump into these gas companies because of all the oil being used. And if they can't shove oil in it, how are we going to start more wars with people far away that we could just make fun of? How are we going to start wars with people we'll never meet in Middle Eastern countries if we don't have oil in our cars? Golly! How do they expect us to live? I don't know. But I, what I do know is that my theory on electric cars is very simple. It was, it's very similar to Rick Ross's theory on electric cars. Now they know where you're at. You know, you think you're being slick getting in a car with all these, you know, electrical features nowadays. My car, almost untraceable. It's traceable, but not via radio. I'm sure you could find me. I'm sure they could find me if they wanted, but I'm not putting a tracking device in my car like all you GPS and OnStar bastards have one in there, huh? Oh, my car has CarPlay. Yeah, they know where you are, big fella. They know where you are at all times. Don't let them fool you. But I'm, I'm really tired of Elon Musk because it happened again where he shared like a photo from the Mars rover. I'm so sick of Mars. I can't stand it. I'm so tired of Mars photos. Like, what am I supposed to do with them? What am I supposed to say when I see a Mars photo? Like, wow, looks like a desert that I'm never going to go to. And I know a lot of you are going to come at me and say, Ryan, you just have no faith, man. Mars travel will happen in our lifetime. Yeah, and I w we won't be going. We're not in that group, okay? We're the, we're the bottom. I won't be going to Mars. They won't let me. And if I am going to Mars, I'll be going as a, say it with me, slave to build the infrastructure. There's nothing there. It's not like you go to Mars and it's some paradise. There's literally no, nothing there. Who sees the photos of Mars and goes, hey, we need this. this is a, that's the opportunity of a lifetime. No. No. Ryan, why do you get so worked up about things that don't affect you? Why do you do that? I don't know. That's what I'm working on this year is I'm trying not to get as worked up, you know? I'm trying to just watch football, gamble on sports. That's all I want to do, man. That's all I want to do. Just gamble on sports, watch the games, maybe make some money doing that, and then just get out. That's all I want to do. Just get out. I want to make enough money to where I don't have to do anything. That's my whole life dream. Just be in good shape. I want to get in good shape so bad, dude, but food is so good. You ever have that problem? You just have intrusive thoughts all day. Like, I want to eat more. Like, last week, dude, I had this real problem, and I, I mean this. 
I was sitting here. It was a Wednesday or it was a Monday. I don't remember. It doesn't fucking matter. And I was eating frozen grapes all because some bow-legged man in Niagara Falls on Niagara on the Lake Canada told me to freeze my grapes and have them as a little snack. So you know me. I'm stupid. I'll freeze my grapes, little bow-legged man. Kind of looks like Albert Einstein. I'll, I'll freeze my grapes, sure. And so I froze my grapes. I froze two pounds of them, and I ate the whole tub in one day, one sitting. I wasn't proud of what I'd done. I wasn't happy about it. And I was like, how do I explain this to Dana when she asked, where do the grapes go? And I said, I ate them. I was honest. Because you know me, I'm honest. And she goes, you ate the whole thing? And I go, yeah. And she starts to rationalize, like, well, were some of them bad? And I go, no, they were all really good. And she's like, no, we're like, some of them, like, did they go bad? I'm like, no, they were really good. She's like, okay, so you ate two pounds of grapes? I'm like, yeah, I know, it's fruit. I mean, is it bad for you? And she goes, I mean... I'm just a little taken aback that you eat the whole two pounds of grapes. And I go, yeah, me too. I'm not proud of it. I feel like we should stop talking about it before I really get upset. And you hurt my feelings. And so, yeah, that little bow-legged man told me that I should freeze grapes. And then I have a follow-up question that I asked Dana's brother, who seems to be into wine, right? He was a wine kind of story. He's one of those people that really wants themselves to believe that they like red wine, but they don't. You don't like red wine. Here's a PSA. You don't like red wine. You just think you're better than other people. It's a whole class system thing I'm working on. Red wine sucks. No beverage should be called dry. It doesn't exist. Red wine is for people who want to feel like they're better than people because it costs more. It makes you look cool, I guess, but it stains your teeth and you look stupid. You're not better than me with your red wine. You look dumb. I know it tastes like shit because I've had it. But I, I asked them, I asked this smart guy, why can't I, I said, listen, why can't I freeze grapes for ice wine? And he told me something that pissed me off. I know I went to the Harvard of Northeast Ohio at Hiram College. People have said that about Hiram College. Who are people? Maybe it's me, but people have said it. And it's a private school for those out there who went to public school and don't know about these private schools. Only smart people get in, right? You wouldn't know, but only smart people get in. And so I asked uh, Dana's brother, I say, hey, look. And her parents were there as well, who they, they seem to like wine. And I go, hey, why can't I freeze grapes in my freezer and then have ice wine. Why can't I squeeze them, get the ice wine, bing, bang, boom, we're selling ice wine in Phoenix, next thing you know. And they, they said a word that, that pissed me off. They said fermentation. Just like the word buoyancy when it comes to ships and thrust when it comes to planes, I have no fucking idea how that works. We all act like we know what he, they just said fermentation and they just turned away from me. Like I was in, like I was incapable of asking a normal question. Hey, I was like, Hey, Hey, what does that mean? Don't just say fermentation. Like you fucking know what you're talking about. 
fermentation. What does that mean, pal? So evidently, I just Googled it, and it says, To make ice wine, grapes hang on the vine until temperatures drop below 20 degrees, and the well-ripened fruit is frozen. This is necessary because water in the grapes freezes, but the sugars and dissolved solids do not. This is from Cleveland.com. Okay. Ice wine. Why can't I just freeze it? The grapes are frozen hard like marbles. Usually you get some juice on your gloves. This year was clean picking because they're so cold. Most years, picking is done during the night by tractor light. But the days are so cold, the night isn't necessary. Vineyard workers wrapped their warmest clothing, spent hours picking fruit at South River Vineyards. Shout out. Because the grapes are pressed while frozen, only the thick, sweet... Oh, God, you're going to turn me on. You keep talking like this. Because the grapes are pressed while frozen... Let me do this right. <clears throat> because the grapes are pressed while frozen, only the thick, sweet, concentrated juice is extracted. During fermentation, the juice becomes a wine with rich sweetness and crisp, high acidity. That balance is key to a great product. Ice wine is traditionally made with Vidal Blanc grapes because they have a thick skins and last late into the season. Okay, but I want to know about fermentation. What what is what is uh what uh What do I how do I how do I know what fermentation? Fermentation of wine. Why can't I why can't I freeze grapes for ice wine? I saw a Reddit. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Use frozen grapes. Freeze grapes. Here's uh, Here we go. Freezing grapes on Reddit. I'm a college student, and my parents live in a rural area in Texas. On their property, they have a ton of muckadane grapevines. Their grapes were actually the reason I started making wine, because I wanted to utilize the materials we already grew. Unfortunately, they live on campus. The university thinks alcohol is heroin. Hmm. That sounds Texas for you. Um... And unfortunately, my camera, blah, blah, blah. I can't make wine in my cramble of the room, so I resort to making wine in the summer. Can I pick grapes? Ah, oh, fuck me. Sugar and other solids will not freeze with the water will. Oh. No, I want to know, like, what is fermentation of wine? Does anyone give a fuck? Fermentation. Fermentation of grapes. Here we go. Is a process of converting grape juice into wine with the addition of yeast. So, what the fuck? Selected wine yeast may be added to the, to the... May be added to the must by the... Okay, that sentence fucks me up. Selected wine yeast may be added to the must by the winemaker after which fermentation may take over to 10 days, depending on the grapes. What happens? How, how do you ferment fresh grapes? Pick your grapes. Crush and press them and extract the juice. The fuck are you talking about? I could do this. I'm going to fucking do this. And you're all going to be fucking... When I'm a billionaire selling ice wine in goddamn Phoenix, Arizona, everyone's going to be pissed. 
because I figured it out. You don't fucking need to leave them on the vine. Enough with this fermentation. This is what I'm fucking talking about. Nobody knows how boats work. Nobody knows how ships work, like ships, boats, whatever. Nobody knows how planes work, but we all just act because we say these words, fermentation, buoyancy. Don't fucking water displacement. Don't fucking tell me you know how a megaton ship floats, but I sink. Is it because I'm so goddamn dense in the literal and in the brain sense? Motion detected at front door. Shut the hell up. Dude, imagine living with somebody named Alexa. That would be so goddamn annoying. Honestly. Like, if you lived with somebody named Alexa, you're probably a Google Home family. Like a Google Nest family at that point. You just can't have any of the Amazon products. I'm whispering, but I know she can still hear me. She's just lying in wait. And that's all right. You know? And that's the end of the show. That was a good show, wasn't it? Maybe. Probably not. But hey, I talked more this week, so none of you can complain. Follow me at the links below. We're at 215 subscribers on YouTube. Hey. Hey, we're on the come up, and people don't want to admit it. People don't want to admit we're on the come up, but we are. And so I will talk to you next week. Maybe we'll have another guest soon. So let's enjoy our week, right? Hey, Bengals fans. Screw you. But also, win me some money. I got the Bengals to win. That's what I got. Talk to you later. I hit the post again, dude. <laughs> Love you. To a quiet old man full of white hair Thought we had it all planned out in a hijack But even then, everything was a fight, yeah Peas and carrots, what we inherit I see the merit in the squeeze of parents No need to sugarcoat it I see the need for being married But who would condone it When your dreams are being buried And it seems you've been disowned I say hold on to That little piece of you that's still upon you Look twice and where's it gone to? Think twice, but what are you gonna do? If this is type of life you want to Just let it on you, I say You when this love is so disarming Thought I was so lucky cause you told me I was charming Nobody told you making money is a problem For a rapper ain't it funny how it's always so alarming Same with actors, same with authors, all the same Just blame the artists, all the poets, part of an arm and arm And always starve for attention Tens of thousands could have mentioned I